Okay, it's awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, you can go ahead and have a seat as we continue praising and singing about Emmanuel this morning. Starlit night, a king is born in Bethlehem. Our journey long, we seek the light that leads to the hallowed manger ground. What fear we felt in the silent age for Crossroads, let's give our God a hand, man. What an exciting time. I, uh, I'm thrilled that you're here. Look at this. This is New Year's Day. I know we have one gathering today. I know some people will be coming in at 11 o'clock, looking for the 11 o'clock. Uh, a few people came in at 9.30, and so we helped them find the coffee. And uh, a few people came in at quarter till, so I was asking them, are you early for the 10 o'clock or late for the 9.30? So... But we're glad that you're here this morning. Please pass the friendship folders down the aisle. Welcome to 2017 at Crossroads. I am just excited about what God's doing in our church. It's been a wonderful year, folks. God has moved in this church just incredibly, and we have so much to be thankful for. And I I just want to honor him, and I'm glad that you're here this morning to honor him as well and uh, to, to wish one another a happy new year to be in the house of the Lord. What better way to start off your new year than being right here, amen? 
And so uh, this morning, I'd like to uh, remind you just of a few things. Out in the foyer, I have, uh, there are several options for some Bible reading plans. I want to encourage you to go pick those up as you go out. They're past the Welcome Center there uh, in the foyer. There's about four different options, and there are many, many Bible plans out there. But uh, this here is, uh, one of them is, a, is five minutes a day, five times a week. And so if you can, if you can give five minutes a day, five times a week to the Lord, uh, that's a great plan. And so if you're doing nothing, starting at five minutes is huge. So I want to encourage you to start there if you're not doing anything organized and on a regular basis. Uh, there's another one. It is five day reading program. You'll read the Bible through five days a week. You'll read the Bible through in a year by just reading five days a week. So there's that plan out there. There's another plan that, uh, that reads, uh, reads through and gives the Sundays off, all right, because you're here on Sunday, and sometimes you're getting up early and your routine gets disrupted on Sunday morning. This, it says Bible in a Year 2017. I'd like to encourage you. Pick those up and, and go home and make a decision. There's plenty of them. You can take one of every one. Uh, there's another one. It's 365 biblical, key biblical chapters of the Bible. So this one would be reading one chapter of the Bible every day this year. I want to encourage everyone in our church, let's make a commitment to get to know God more and more every year. Amen? Let's get to know him every day. And as we take these, and so these are just guides. And again, you know, uh, we've talked a lot about this in days gone by. They're just guides to help us. These are not meant to be laws. They're not legalistic. This is just a guide to help you stay on track to, uh, to, to finish the course strong. And so many of you could uh, share a testimony this morning about how that this time last year, you started to get into God's word. And many people in our church did. I, I have many people have come up to me and said, hey, those reading plans, they helped me get started in God's word. And I was into the Bible on a regular basis this, where, this year, and God changed my life. So uh, the way that God changes your life is to get to know him, and we get to know him through his word. So I want to encourage you, please pick those up in the foyer. And then also your 2017 giving envelopes. As soon as you go out the door to the right here, Diane Mussey will be out there after the service, and uh, she will give you your giving envelopes if, uh, if you're using those giving envelopes. Uh, and if you're not, I would encourage you to ask them to give you a set, uh, because here's what we do with the giving envelopes. This helps people, uh, helps our accounting department be able to track your giving so that when we send out the year-end statements, you can use that as a tax deduction. And I think it's a wonderful thing. And, and God gives that, to, uh, gives that to us so that we can even use those deductions for his glory. Amen? And uh, that's how, how, how it's set up. So I want to encourage you, if you don't use the giving envelopes, please get them. It just helps them make it a, a little bit easier in their accounting procedure. So uh, we're, we're thankful that you're here today. God is moving mightily. I want to share, you the, share this with you, our, our birthday gift to Jesus. God is doing some exciting things. That goal is 80000 Do you see where the red is, folks? We're sitting at about $76,500. let us give God a hand. Um, if you'll look inside of your bulletin, you'll see that inside of the bulletin, you'll see all those missionaries. And I want to encourage you, take that. That'll be the last day that we, that we uh, keep printing that because uh, you probably have about 10 of them at home already. But I want to encourage you, take that and put it on your refrigerator and remember these missionaries all year long. And I'm confident that we are going to go over. I know God is going to do great things here this morning. Uh, people have been giving throughout the week, no doubt. And um, next week we're going to give the, the grand total. And we're excited about what God is going to do here. And uh, just, to, just to see that already. I'm in awe, aren't you? This is our largest school ever, and God is supplying the need. And, uh, and I know that he's doing great and mighty things in our church, and he's touching you. He's using the little church of Finleyville to touch around the world. And what an amazing thing it is. So uh, we, we're just thanking God. Next week, we begin a new series. It's called Reset. And we're going to be talking about hitting the reset button on life, uh, hitting life's reset buttons. You know, when you have a computer and your computer freezes up and you call tech support, do you ever call tech support? You get a guy from another country when you call tech support. Do you ever notice that? You know? And he says, hello, have you reset the computer? And that's what we want to do. We want to reset the computer. We want to come in this morning and we want to take, uh, take the computer of our life and hit the button and say, okay, it's time.
to reset and reset some focus on some areas of our life that God has been working and talking to you about. So I'm excited about this month of January. Uh, be in prayer uh, for that. And I want to encourage you, bring a friend. This is a great time. January is a great opportunity. Uh, actually, every Sunday is a great opportunity. But just put, we're going to be ha- having some more uh, information going out in the mail this week. Some things will be coming on email. And let's, uh, let's just promote it and bring a friend and just watch what God will do. Because he's worked so much. You know, this year we had our birthday gift to Jesus. God's working there. We had our Christmas dessert theater. We saw more than 50 people come to Christ. Isn't that wonderful? And uh, God, is, God is just moving in our church. And so we're thanking God what he's doing in and through your lives. And uh, this morning, just, just, a, just a, I wanted to share with you today uh, just a couple family notes here. You know, this month of December was, uh, was a, a fun and exciting month, but it was also, for many, a challenging month. Uh, many of you knew Eleanor Sabatini, who was a faithful member of our church for many, many years, had moved to Florida and uh, passed away. And we... We had her funeral here this uh, this month, and then just this past week, we had uh, Kathy Cooper. David Cooper's here this morning, her husband, and Dave and Kathy were faithful, and always sitting right about where Dave's sitting right now, and uh, and she, she they went to visit her family up in Rhode Island, it was, for uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, while, that, while they were there visiting, she had a stroke. And uh, just went, uh, had a lot of complications and went on to be with the Lord on December the 21st. But uh, we, had a, we had a memorial service for her here on Friday evening, and, and God was with her. Uh, God is with us. Uh, we know that she's with the Lord. So I want to encourage you, love on Dave and just love on those around you. Many people are going through a, some trying times, and uh, we want to just encourage and, uh, and be with them. Amen? Um, this morning, this is a family service. So uh, our kids are with us. Isn't it exciting? I love having our kids with us. Uh, let's give our kids a hand. We love them, man. They are awesome. Our kids are awesome people. <clears throat> what, uh, what we're going to do this morning, there, there's a nursery downstairs up through age two. So if you'd like to, ta- if you need that, it's there. And then um, we are going to have, you know, Deb Metcalf, she, she last week on Christmas morning came up and read the Christmas story to our kids, and it was just incredible. So I said, Deb, you did a better message than I did. You know, I mean, she was incredible. So I'm going to ask Deb, if you'll come up and get into place up here. She's going to do another story this morning with our kids. And uh, we're just going to enjoy this as adults. We'll sit back and enjoy it as our kids enjoy it. So Deb Metcalf is one of our resident, I'm not resident, veterans downstairs, all right? She's a veteran resident uh, children's minister downstairs, and she's always ministering to our children. And so she said, I have something for the new year that I'd like to do. So um, at this time, I'm going to call all of our children up front. If you're, if you're a child and would like to come up and sit up and, uh, with Mrs. Metcalf around the fireplace. All right, come on up, kids. It's fun to have special services where we can do things like this. And it's fun for our children's workers to have a day off, isn't it? <laughs> Come on up, all right? Crease. Maybe if I could have a few helpers. There we go. Yeah, Crease thought I was calling her to listen to the story. Just a few. There, I got you a few helpers, all right? All right, so I'm, we're going to take, we're going to, re- Deb, we're going to receive the offering, and then we'll go to that, Okay. Let's, uh, I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward, and uh, we will. there's a few more kids coming. Actually, about 100 more kids coming. Look at that. Come on down, kids. The price is right. There you go. I love it. Man, a day. These kids were all up till midnight. Actually, their parents were, right? All right. As we receive our morning offering this morning, this is our first offering in the year 2017. What a blessing it is to give to the Lord. If you're giving to the birthday gift of Jesus, please designate it as such and we'll properly account it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer uh, this morning. Our Father God, we come before you and I thank you for all that you're doing in the church. What an incredible place, God. Thank you that you've allowed me to be a part of Crossroads Ministries. Thank you for our family here, Lord. What an incredible church you've given us. We honor you. We bless you, Lord. As we give to your name now, Lord, we, uh, we, we, we just we 
we request that uh, you'll be blessed, Lord, uh, because you're the one who's given us everything that we have. And as we give back to you and bless you, bless your name this morning, God, we're just so thankful to be a part of your work. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, hey, boys and girls, I am so glad to see each one here. I have my current students, some of them, and I have my graduates. And what a great way to start the year together. We get to learn something new from God's Word today. And um, what we're going to do first is um, I'm going to need some helpers. I brought my special clue bag with me. And there, this gold bag has some special clues in it about what our story today is about. So I'm going to be looking for some helpers to come up. And we're each going to, when you get called, you pick one clue, okay? Oh, boy, I got some eager beavers here. Hey, Levi, you want to come up and pick the first clue out? Okay, just pick one, just pick one. And if you want to reach in there and keep your eyes closed when you reach in, that would work too. Just reach in, pick out one clue, hold it up high so everybody can see. Oh, I know what you hear, here, here, you need this one. You, you want this one? You want to pick that one up? No, okay, pick one. Go ahead, pick one. Okay, good. That's a good one. Okay, hold that up so everybody can see it. What did he get? He got a crown. Okay, so there's something in our story that's about a crown. Okay, good job, Levi. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay, we got that one. Okay, we're going to leave that sit right here. Right here is our reminder. Okay, let's see. Okay, Evie, you come on up. You pick the next thing out of our clue bag. Okay, there's nothing in there that will hurt you. Nothing bites and nothing stings and nothing hurts. Pick one clue. Pick one clue. Reach in there. Pick it up. Pick it up. Okay, pick it up and hold it up. Okay, let's see what you're going to get. Okay, oh, good, 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 good. Okay, unfold that and hold it up so everybody can see it. Can anybody guess what it is? Okay, yeah, let's open it up all the way. Okay, let's see. Oh, let's see the whole thing. Okay, let's just see the whole thing. What color is that heart? Red. It's red. Okay, so remember, we've got a gold crown and we have a red heart. Okay, let's see what kind of detectives we have here. Okay, who's up next? Okay, you're going to come up next. Okay, and pull... Okay, wait a second. Hold on. Okay, what did you get? Oh, hold that up so everybody can see. A Bible. Okay, so that means our story is in the Bible. What makes the Bible different than any other book? What makes it special? What makes it different? The Bible is God's book. There's no fairy tales in here. If it's in here, God said it, God wrote it, it's true forever and ever and ever. Okay, so our stories from the Bible, we'll put that over here. Okay, wait a sec. How about you? Come on over. Come on over. Pull a clue out of there. Let's see what we have. Okay, let's see what we have. Okay, what do you got? Wait, okay, pull it out. Pull it out. Good, 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 good. That's uh, that's a good clue. Oh, what do you got? A shoe. Did you get a shoe? Do you think it stinks? Is it? Oh, you got a shoe. And you know what? If you look at this, I think it has a lot of steps on it. Do we wear shoes when we walk? When we take our steps, we wear shoes. Okay, so this is about a special step. The shoe reminds us of a special step. Okay, let's put that over here. Okay, let's, oh my God. Okay, I'd like this young lady over here to come up. Okay, now you pick something else out of there. We're almost done. Unfold it, see what it is. Okay, who said a black heart? Oh, somebody. Okay, hold it up so everybody can see it. It's a black heart. Oh, I'm not sure a black heart's a good thing. But that's in our story, too. That's in our story, too. Okay, let's see. How many more do we have? Okay, we've, we maybe have two more. We need a young man this time. Okay, okay. Come on, come on over, big brother here. Okay. Okay, pick, pick one of the clues. What, uh, 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 what did we get? Okay, go ahead. Let it rip. Okay. Unfold it. Let's see what that is. Any guesses about what this is? Oh, who said a white heart? Somebody knows what we're doing here. All right, now we're going to learn about a white heart. And that's good news when we learn about a white heart. Okay, we'll put that one over here. Okay. Oh, boy. You never had a turn. Okay, wait a sec. Lillian, why don't you pull that last clue out of the box, out of the bag? And what did we get? 
another shoe. Okay, well, we're going to learn what shoes and black hearts and crowns have to do with our Bible story. And this is a really good Bible story. And boys and girls, all the words that I'm going to go over with you today, these are all things that come from God's word. These are all things that are true. They were true before you were born, and they're going to be true long, 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 long time from here. And they're found all through God's word. Now, it looks like these kids are having some fun. This guy's on his skateboard, and the title of our story today is called Simple Steps. It's simple steps to how we can know God forever and ever and ever. Now, on the first page, you're going to see a crown. And when we see this crown, that reminds us of God. God is King of kings and Lord of lords forever and ever and ever. And the first thing we want to know about God is that he loves you. God wants you to love him and know him and live with him forever and ever. The Bible says, yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, so that everyone who believes in him would not be lost but have eternal life. And eternal life means life that goes on with God forever and ever and ever. But we have a problem. We have a problem. Each one of us is born fully equipped with this kind of a heart. It's a black heart. And that black heart reminds us that we have sin in it. In God's sight, our heart is dirty when we're born. And the Bible tells us that sin is anything that we think or say or do that is disobedient to God. When we disobey God, it's like God is going one way and we're going another way and we're going away from him. The Bible says it is your sins that separate you from your God. The Lord turns away from you when he sees them. We don't want God to turn away from us. We want God to turn toward us. And we want to turn toward God. So we're, I'm so glad this isn't the end of the story. We have another step here. What do we have on this page of our coloring book? We sure do. And what's right in the middle of that cross? A heart. And that heart is there because God loves us so much. He sent Jesus to take the punishment for our sins. Jesus saves us from sin and brings us back to God. He died on the cross and rose again to get rid of our sins. The Bible says Christ died for us while we were still sinners. And in that way, God showed how much he loves us. He gave us the best gift that anybody could ever give us. Now, there's just a couple more things you need to know. If you want to get rid of this dirty black heart and get this kind of a heart as your special gift from God, there's not one thing you can do, not one thing you could think of to do that would be good enough to get this kind of a heart. But one thing that God does that's so kind and loving, he knocks on the door of our heart and he gives us a chance to say, I'm sorry for my sins. Would Jesus come in? and make my heart clean. The Bible says everyone who believes in Jesus will have their sins forgiven through his name. And Jesus tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father God is through me. So we can never be good enough. We can never come to church enough. We can never memorize enough Bible verses. We have to tell God we're sorry for our sins and ask Jesus to come in and make our heart clean. Now what what do we have here? What do we have here? A present. a present. And we all love to get presents. And I think everybody here probably opened a whole lot of presents during this past week or two. And last week, we talked about the present that we give God. This week, we're talking about the present that he gives us. Now, we can tell Jesus that we love him. And thank him for what he did for us when he died on the cross and ask him to come in and make our heart clean. And the last part of our story tells us the Bible is God's gift to you. God wrote it and he has wonderful things that he wants you to learn. And the Bible says everyone who trusts in the Lord God will be saved. Nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that he has shown us in Jesus Christ. And boys and girls, we started out by showing you these 
old, dirty gym shoes. And, and when you ask Jesus to come live in your heart, you're taking the most important step you could ever take. It doesn't matter how many steps you make in your old gym shoes during the day. What the most important step you can take is when you tell Jesus you're sorry for your sins and you accept the gift that he wants you to have. Now, there's one clue left in the teacher's special clue bag. And the teacher's going to get this one out and show it to you. And what do we have again? A present. This one's wrapped really nice. Now, this present does something very special when I hit the switch. So everybody watch very closely. What happened? A light came on, and it sparkles. That's like what happens when Jesus comes to live in your heart. The light comes to live in your heart. You're not the same anymore, and you can shine for Jesus and tell others about how much he loves them. So what we're going to do, boys and girls, is you get ready to leave and go back with your families. Now, wait a minute. We have one thing that we're going to give. Oh, I'm sorry, Lillian. I have one thing I'm going to give you. We have a coloring book that you can take with you. It has the same pictures and the story that we just read. And on each page, it tells you what color you can make the picture on that page. It'll be just like the book the story that we just finished reading. So as you leave, you make sure you get your coloring book and you can take that with you and you can take it home and color it and you can use it to share this story with your friends. Okay, here you are, Lillian. And thank you for being such good listeners. We have such good kids here. They're such good listeners. We really appreciate that. Here you go. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. Let's give our kids a hand, man. We're thrilled to have them in our service this morning. Uh, these special times, they, Deb, you have made, she has definitely made it memorable. I remember I told her last week she was helping a couple and she said, ta, 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 ta. Never forget that. She did good. All right. And let's have a hand for our veteran children's ministry. Thank you so much, Debbie. We, uh, we're so thankful. You know, every Sunday our children are ministered to downstairs. They're not babysat. They're ministered here at the church. Uh, and we, we don't have them downstairs so that we have a quieter service up here. They're downstairs so that they can get something that is put on the table right where they can digest it. And I'm so thankful for all of our children's ministers downstairs. They are all working every Sunday faithfully. They are the unsung heroes. They they put up with me when I go overtime. They they deal with all kind of things, and uh, they are an incredible team. Let's thank God with an applause this morning for our children's ministry. We really do thank God for them. And uh, this morning, I've uh, I've asked our our student pastor, pastor of student ministries, Caleb York. I've asked him to come and share the message with us this morning. So, uh, with you, would you welcome Caleb York, our student pastor, to come and uh, share God's word? Good morning. I am so excited to be with you guys on this first Sunday. I'm going to have to move some of these obstacles because I will trip over every single one of them this morning. Thank you, Sean. I am so excited to be with you all this morning, the first Sunday of the new year, and I've got to ask a very simple question. That question is this. Where are my New Year's resolution people at? Reveal yourselves. Where are you at? I'm going to come down here so I can kind of see you in the light. Yeah, I see. I got a few of them. I got a few of them. Some of you are kind of hiding, like I don't want people to know that I do that. We have our New Year's resolution people in the room. And you know what? Typically in a room like this, we generally have two kinds of people. We have number one, we have our dreamers. Dreamers, where are you at? I'm raising my hand out of example. I'm not a dreamer. We have dreamers. We only had two people raise their hand. There we go. More dreamers. And then we have the realists. Where are the realists? Raise your hand. And I'm raising my hand with the realists. Other dreamers say things like, wow, I have a great idea. I have this idea that'll blow your mind. And then we have the realists that say, how? How are you going to do that? 
You have the dreamer that says, this is my year. And then you have the realist say, you said that last year. I was so excited thinking about this idea of the dreamers and the realists because on staff, Pastor Ken, I love him. He's a dreamer. And he comes in with dreams all the time. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a good way. Seriously. He's a dreamer. And he comes in with all these great ideas. And me being the realist sitting in seven and going, and how are we going to do that? How would you like to see that accomplished? The realist in me. You know what? No matter what group you're in this morning, whether you're a dreamer or you're a realist, I would like to bring our two groups together. And I would like to view this new year through a particular lens. A particular lens that I'm going to have to spend just a couple minutes laying out. So I ask you to bear with me as I lay some foundation before we dive into what God's trying to tell us this morning. But I want to look at this particular lens. And then I want to leave you with a question. And this question has the potential, this question has the ability to shape the rest of your year for 2017. Not only that, I'm going to give you a question, but guess what? On top of that, I'm going to give you the answer. And if you hold on to those two things, if you hold on to this question that I'm going to give you and this answer, you're going to be able to look back from December 31st, 2017, and see what God has done in your life. You're going to see a year like you've never seen before because of this answer that God's going to give us. So first of all, I want to open it up. Before I get into this question, before I reveal this question, I want to look at possibility. I want to look at possibility. Possibility fuels the potential for a better future, for a better year, and a better you. I know it sounds like an infomercial right now, but it's not. I'm really trying to lay some stuff down. Potential fuels the potential for a better future, a better year, and a better you. Potential is so important. How many great businesses, how many great organizations have been started by either one person or a small group of people that could see the potential behind an idea? They could see the potential, the possibility of what could happen. I think of Pastor John, a 26-year-old man moving from Texas to, to Library, Pennsylvania, with a burden from God to come here and to pastor a church, and he could see the possibility behind this vision that God had given him. And look where you are sitting now. Look what God has done. Possibility. Possibility is so powerful. Possibility is so great. But I want to give you the flip side to this. If you don't believe it's possible, you are correct. Did you hear me? If you don't believe it's possible, whatever it may be in your life, you are correct. Possibility. Somehow for this, I want to somehow this morning view the new year ahead. And if you think it's possible, great. If you don't think it's possible, you are correct. That's what you're going to get. And so you can choose this morning. You have a choice. This is January 1st. You have a choice on how you're going to view this next year. But I would ask you this morning as we look at this, as we look from January 1st, looking to this next year, 2017, I would ask you to look through this particular lens of possibility. Possibility. What is possible in 2017? I have a picture I want to throw up on the screen real quick. Look at that real quick. Two young men. Some of you may know who that is. Some of you don't. If you don't know, this is Orville and Wilbur Wright. And if you don't know who that is, they created the first flying machine, the first airplane. You know what? I was doing some research on these two men, and I found some very interesting things about them. They had no business creating a machine that would carry people, even on the ground. They had no business creating a flying machine that would carry people through the air. As I did research, I looked into their their history, their background. And actually their history is this. They were bicycle shop owners. And their hobbies were this. And they're extremely interesting. You've got to hear this. Their hobbies were this. Sitting and watching birds. And then drawing those birds. 
If there was any bird watchers in here, I'm so sorry. I didn't help to do this one. That's their hobbies. They enjoyed sitting, watching birds, and then drawing those birds. And as the story goes, one day, one brother leaned together and, and he, with his drawing. He said, I believe, I think it's possible that we can build something. We can create something in the structure of a bird that can carry a man. And from there is ancient history. From there, it's all ancient history. And now every single person in this room, either your life has been directly and indirectly affected by the accomplishment that they've done. You know, I was actually doing more research and I saw that uh, I was reading a book by David uh, McCullough and I've got a quote I'm gonna throw up on the screen. I wanna read it for you guys. Just showing you how unlikely it was for them to accomplish this. He said this, in no way did any of this discourage or deter Wilbur or Orville Wright any more than the fact that they had no college education, no formal technical training, no experience working with anyone other than themselves, no friends in high places, no financial backers, no government subsidies, and little money of their own. They had everything going against them. No one thought what they were trying to accomplish was going to be possible. But they did it. But they accomplished it. The government actually funded a man by the name Samuel Langley, $76,000 to accomplish what they did in under $1,000. The power of possibility. And let me tell you this, I'm not selling possibility this morning, but I want you to listen. The power of possibility. If you believe it is possible, it's possible. If you don't, you are correct. Where am I going with this? What am I trying to say this morning? I want to ask you this question for 2017. And this is not the question that is, that is going to change the rest of your year. This is a question that I really want you to be thinking about. What do you think is possible for you in the new year? What do you think is possible for you in 2017? Let me ask this another way. What do you think is possible for your finances in 2017? Well, you know, there's a lot of debt over my head, and I just don't, I really don't see us coming out of that. I just don't think it's possible. You are correct. What do you think is possible for your marriage in 2017? Well, you know what? There's been a lot of things said. There's been a lot of hurt feelings. I don't think it's possible that we can really get back to a place. That we... Then you are correct. What do you think is possible for your health in 2017? What do you think is possible for your emotional life? What do you think is possible for your spiritual life? What do you think is possible for you in the new year? And you know what? Here's why I want to give you the question that can shape the next year for you. Here's why I want to give you the question. Are you guys ready for this question? I've I, I really built it up. I really put a lot of hype behind it. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's put it on the screen. What does God think is possible for you in the new year? That was, I know, that was profound, wasn't it? What does God think is possible for you in the new year? You know what? I want to give you the answer right now. Look at Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. I have it up on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Are you ready? Here's the answer. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. God has given us a specific list for what he wants for our life, not only this next year, but for the rest of our life. And some of you are going, you know, this is a really sweet list. You know, love, joy, peace. You know, we hear that every year. It's a sweet list. No, let me, let me say this. It's a powerful list. It has the power to change your life this next year. You know, for some of you, you say, you know, it, it's, it's really nice, but it's powerful. Every single New Year's resolution that you have in this room can fit on this list. You say, you know what? I'm trying to get out of debt this next year. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out my finances. You know what? You think self-control has nothing to do with that? You're going to have to show self-control and the way you use your money. You think faithfulness has nothing to do with that? You need to show faithfulness to a budget that God has given you. How about patience? We need to show patience when it comes to our spending habits and when God would have us use our money. How about this? Eating habits. And listen. All of us are thinking about that right now, this time of year. We're thinking about eating habits. 
you know, it's time to cool it. You know what I mean? January 1st. You think self-control has nothing to do with that? How about this? Depression. Do you know that Christmas is one of the heaviest time of depression during the year? They say because of the weather. They say because of, of uh, the, the shorter days. Depression is such a heavy time right now. You think someone with depression could use joy and peace in their life? God has given us a powerful list that can change our lives in such a drastic way, in such an amazing way. And you know what? The fruit of the Spirit takes place on this. The fruit of the Spirit is produced when we are in a proper relationship with Jesus. When we walk with Him on a daily basis. And if we want to be able to look back from December 31st over this next year, 2017, and see God drastically change our life, we are going to need to see God produce some fruit in our life. So I'm going to leave you with a challenge this morning. I wasn't going to keep it very long. Some of you got some resting to do after that celebration you had last night. I got woken up at 1 o'clock in the morning with the sound like battle war going on outside my house. Fire and popping. But you know what? I want to leave you with a challenge this morning. And I want every single one of you to take it seriously this year. I want every single one of you to take it seriously because, like I said, it has the potential It has the ability to change and shape your next year. I want to challenge you with this. Would you join with me and choose one fruit of the Spirit to work on this next year? Did you hear me? Choose one. Choose one. Where's that area that God wants you to work on in your life? Where's that area that God wants to develop you? What is that area? Now, some of you might go, well, you know, we really need to focus on the whole list. You know what? I didn't want to bring you an elephant this morning and say, take a big gulp. But this year, I want you to take a little bite. This year, I want you to spend this year and take a little bite of what God is trying to do in our lives. So choose one. How do I want you to do this? First of all, if you are married, I ask you, ask your spouse. What do they see in your life that really needs to see some growth? Now, let me tell you this. Your spouse may give you more than one, okay? Just be ready for that. Be ready for that. Just say, honey, he just said one. Slow down. Five? No, no, one. Just choose one. Ask your spouse. Man, who knows you better than your spouse? You know what? Also, ask a friend. Is there someone that's close to you in your life, someone that knows you? They see where you struggle. They see where your weak points are, and they don't take advantage of it. Ask that friend, where's an area of the fruit of the Spirit where you know, I, can, I can start challenging myself this next year and let God really make some changes in my life? Allow God to really dive into my life. How about this? Ask your life group. You know what, guys? January is a great time to jump into life groups right now. It's a great time. If you missed it in the fall, jump in. It is amazing. We have such an amazing time. I'm in the life group. My life group leader's down front. I'm going to point him out. Stand up, Dan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my life group leaders are here this morning. And uh, you know what? I'm a pastor, and I get to just go and grow with these people. You know what? We learn a lot. We, we do eat a little bit. So you, that's, that's always a plus. But we laugh a lot, too. We grow together as Christians. So I challenge you, get into life groups. It's a life-changing thing as well. But you know what? Ask your life group. I would challenge all of Crossroads that are in life groups right now. This next week or whenever the next time you meet, go around your group and say, hey, what fruit of the Spirit are are you working on? I'm working on this this year. I want God to develop this in my life. Man, I I need to have more peace. I'm I'm up late at night thinking about finances. I'm up late at night thinking about my kids. I'm up late thinking about so many things. Maybe you need peace. Maybe you walk around and you look like you're sucking corn through a stovepipe and you're sour and you have no joy in your life. Say, hey, I'm working on joy. I want God to give me more joy. I'm not a joyous person like I should be. Ask your life group. Go around. Share with them. And then most importantly, ask God. Ask God, God, where do you want me to grow in my life? 
Where can I grow in this area of of the fruit of the Spirit? Where can you develop me? So, first part of the challenge, choose one. Ask your spouse, ask a friend, life group. Definitely ask God. Don't forget that one. Ask God what he wants for you. Second part of that challenge is this. I want you to come back next Sunday. Pastor Ken's going to be back in the saddle. He's going to be up here preaching. He's going to be giving us the word. Brand new series called Reset. Resetting some areas of our life. You don't want to miss it. But come back next Sunday. Why? Because we're growing together here. We are growing together. And our desire here at Crossroads is to help you come into a growing relationship with Jesus. Come back next week. And the week after that, keep coming. Keep growing with us. Because guess what? We want to help you accomplish your goal. We want to help you accomplish this challenge to grow in this area this next year. Third thing, third part of the challenge is this. Get in a life group. If you didn't catch it before, get in a life group. Man, let God change your life for this group. Why do I want you to get in a life group? First of all, guess what? They're going to hold you accountable. They're not judging you. They're not there to pick on you. They're not there to look at your weaknesses and say, they really got to get this working on. They're there to hold you accountable because they love you. And not only that, guess what? They're going to cheer you on. When I was growing up, I was an athlete. I don't know about you guys, all my athletes in here. Did you play harder when people were cheering you on? Did you go further when people were cheering you on? Your life group's going to cheer you on. They want to see you accomplish their goal. And guess what? They need your help for them to accomplish theirs. For them to accomplish this challenge right here. Let me tell you this. If we accomplish this challenge... If we open our hearts and say, God, change us. Make us what you want us to be. Take this area of my life and focus on this year and develop me. I'm telling you right now, something huge is going to happen in our life, not only in yours, but in mine as well. We're going to see our lives change in such a drastic way in 2017 in a way that we have never seen possible before. But you know what? Let me leave you this with this last thought the most important thing that's going to need to happen for us to accomplish this challenge is this. We are going to have to cling to Jesus like we have never done before. We're going to need to cling to him like we've never done before. We are going to, be, we are going to need to become more desperate and more dependent on Jesus than we have ever been before. If we want to see this accomplished, if we want to see this area grow in our life. For us to be able to look back and see this tree produced full of fruit in our life in 2017, as we look back from December 31st, we are going to have to turn to Jesus and ask him to give the increase. We're going to have to ask him to develop in us in a way that we've never developed before. And let me tell you this. All things are possible with Jesus. All things are possible with him. You want to talk about possibility? We're talking about the king of possibility, Jesus, and what he can do. So today, if you're wrecked, if your life is wrecked with addiction, Jesus says that self-control is possible for you. Today, if your relationships are destroyed by your impatience and hatred in your heart, Jesus says, love is possible for you. You know what? If your life is gripped and battered by worry and anxiety and depression, Jesus says, joy and peace are possible for you. But you know what? Jesus says, you just have to come to me. Come to me and let me develop these areas in your life. Let me grow you in a way in 2017 that you have never grown before. What was the question? What does God think is possible for you in the new year? What does God think is possible for you in the new year? The answer is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You know what? Remember our challenge. Choose one. Spend this next week. Ask your spouse. Ask your life group. Ask a friend. Ask God where he wants to develop you.
Come back next Sunday. Don't miss it. Come back next Sunday. Be here. And then get in a life group and watch God develop you. And you know what? If you do those things, I believe we're going to see God do something amazing this next year in our lives. We're going to see God change 2017 for us in a way that we've never been changed before. Man, I want to go on a journey with you and see what God can do between now and December 31st. Would you do this with morning? Would you stand up? Would you do this with me? Just stand up. Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. I just want to have a moment of, of reflection, a moment of invitation. Nobody looking around, every head bowed. This morning you might say, Pastor Caleb, you said something that really struck me. You said something that hit me right in the heart. There's an area in my life that it fits on this list. Maybe I didn't mention it. Maybe I didn't say specifically what you're doing with, but you know what? That tender spot is on this list. The fruit of the Spirit. And you say, today, January 1st, I need some prayer. 2016 was, was a tough year. 2016 left me bruised and battered. And I need some prayer this morning. Would you do this with me? Would you just raise your hand? I just want to pray for you. I see that hand. I see those hands. Anybody else? Would you just raise your hand? I just want to pray for you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to say your name. I see those hands. Anyone else? I see those. Anyone else? I'm a little bruised and battered from last year, and I need God to work in me this next year. Anyone else? I see those hands. I see them. Maybe this morning you heard me talk about the fruit of the Spirit and how it produces in the lives of those that are in a relationship with Jesus. And when you heard about that relationship with Jesus, you said, I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't even know what that means. Maybe for you, there's never been a time where you have asked Jesus to come into your heart, to forgive you of your sins. This morning, would you do this? Would you be willing to look up and catch my eye? Be serious about this. Would you look up and catch my eye? Because I just want to pray for you. You say, Pastor Caleb, I'm not saved this morning. I'm looking to my right, your left. Would you look up and just catch my eye? I'm not going to call your name out. No one's going to come get you. I just want to pray for you. Just raise your head and say, I don't know Jesus. I'm looking to my left. You're right. I see that. Anyone else? Did you catch my eye? I see that. Would you just look up and catch my eye? I just want to pray for you. I don't know Jesus and I need your prayer. We had several raise their heads this morning. You know what? If you raised your head this morning, I want to give you an opportunity right now to know how to accept Jesus. You know, it's, it's, it's not a magical word. It's a decision. And it starts with a prayer. And if you would like to make that decision this morning, I would ask you to just repeat after me. Wherever you are. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know that you died on a cross for me to forgive my sins. I ask that you come into my heart and save me and change me from my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, and if you raised your head, if you looked at me, my hope and prayer is that you made that decision, that you prayed this morning. And my desire is to see God change our lives this next year in such an amazing way. Pray with me. Dear God, we just thank you for how awesome you are. We thank you for how you love. We thank you for how uh, unbelievable you can be in our lives. 
Lord, I pray that every single person here, their desire is to see possibility. But not the possibility in us. Not the possibility in the world, but the possibility through you, Jesus. You make things possible in ways that we could never understand. And Lord, we thank you. We love you for that. Lord, we ask you to continue to work, continue to bless. Lord, work in these people this next year. Work in my heart this next year. Grow me in ways that I've never grown before, Lord. And we're going to give you all the increase. We're going to give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. As we sing our closing song, Lead Me to the Cross. If you feel led to just come down to the, the front of the stage and just pray, or if you want to talk to somebody this start of the new year, please feel free to come on down and know that we're here for you. Let's sing Lead Me to the Cross. Where your blood was spilled